Hello, and welcome to Ghost Divers. This is an anime podcast on the Export Audio Network. I am your co-host, Denise, and I'm joined, as always, by your other co-host, Connor. Hey. Back to just hey. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I am back to just hey, and I knew you would say something about it. (laughs) Okay. That's why Um, why I did it. I was debating, and I was like, yeah. Okay. 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 Yeah. Uh, We're here, (laughs) because we're going to be rereading Nana. Uh, I put an emphasis on rereading there for two reasons. One, as people may have heard, but I guess if you didn't listen to our psychopath season, maybe you missed it. Um, we, for the, we, we're pivoting the manga basically because there is the SAG after strike. There's this thing where they were asking for people to like podcasters, not to be promoting struck work. Um, the anime that we cover is not in and of itself struck work, but it is on struck streaming services. And we had this opportunity to pivot away from it anyway. Um, because we were about to do Nana, the anime, and we figured like, we might as well just do the manga instead. Um, and then we're, we're not encouraging. Cause I know Nana in particular, is currently pretty widely available, uh, the anime, on, on a number of services. We're not really pointing people towards that. We're saying, hey, read the manga. We'll, we'll probably do the anime at some point, and we can talk about it on its own merits then. But, you know, that might be, like, a few years in the future when I have the itch to talk at length about Nana again, which I, I do have frequently, so. <laughs> yeah, as, um, as evidenced by the fact that we uh, talked about it eight, nine months ago. Yeah. Uh, so that's the other thing, um, specifically emphasizing rereading. Uh, if people have been following the podcast, they will know that for our uh, New Year special um, for like 2022 going into 2023, uh, we read all of Nana and we tried to have a, a single episode discussion about it. Um, and I think in that episode, we're just like, we at some point have to just do a Nana podcast where, where we talk about the manga. Um, I thought about lots of ways to do it. Um, there's like a possibility that like when Pondering Puton ended, we would do Nana. That would be like our, our next like project. Um, or maybe some, some way I would have more time for podcasting with something changing. And then we would do it as like a bonus thing. Um, that would be like for $5 patrons. Who knows? There's all these ways, but I like I had this in mind in my mind that we were going to do it. Um, and then the strike was just sort of, eh, let's just do it for ghost divers. Uh, let's just make it work there. Um, so we are also rereading it in that like one, we've already had a, a, a shorter conversation about it uh, that that is in this feed. Uh, this is also like my third time reading it because I also read it uh, like when I first read it. Um, well, when I very first read it, it was like in bits and pieces, like reading uh, Shoujo Beat um, in like Borders or Barnes and Noble or whatever uh, when I was younger. But uh, when I when I first read through all of it, uh, my friend M was also reading through it. And so we also did like a manga cafe episode that also showed up in this feed. So manga has like a like none of the manga has appeared multiple times uh, in this specific feed that people are listening to. And we've kind of been telling people, like, we're going to go through and talk in depth about volumes and, like, about chapters. Uh, And as part of doing that work, I don't want us to have to hold back from talking about things that happen very late in the manga when we're discussing those things. Because I, I think it will just hinder the discussion too much. And so... 
there's sort of this big ask of like, if you are a particularly spoiler averse person, um, I would recommend like if, even if you do regularly watch along with us, uh, like read through the, you know, all 21 volumes. I know it's a big ask, but we're going to do it slowly anyway. Um, and then like, especially if we're doing it right now, maybe you just get to it and then you sort of catch up with where we, we've, rec- you know, released episodes to, and you just kind of listen along from there. Uh, however you want to do it. Um, if you're somebody who really, really doesn't care about spoilers, you don't care if like major things that happen to characters get spoiled very early on when you're first starting to get into something, um, you know, that's a decision that you're making. If you just want to like, this is your first time through and you're going to listen to people where it's your second time through Connor. It's, it's my third slash fourth time through. Um, I've also watched the anime twice (laughs) now. (laughs) Um, so, you know, for, for, for those people like go at your own risk, I guess. Um, we, we really are going to like, just talk about major spoilers. I think. Um, like maybe yeah. volume one, we won't be talking about like super, super huge things that happen to some characters, but we might. Yeah. We might. I mean, <laughs> if I can like just bluntly offer my personal opinion, um, I think that, and I'll, I'll qualify it by saying I'm a person who doesn't really care about like spoilers a lot of the time. Um, I'm not too sensitive to it. Uh, but I would suggest if you're intending to read like the whole Nana manga, um, if you have any intention of doing that and you haven't done it yet, uh, I would probably like think uh, seriously about not yeah. <laughs> exposing yourself to I- the spoilers because it's worth like the the story is worth, you know, proceeding through and and letting it kind of unfold without knowing yeah yeah and with with, yeah without fully knowing where it's going without fully knowing everything that's happening and i think also there's a there's a way in which like we will probably be talking about even stuff in in volume one that if you don't know the at least the like shape of the story and where things go you might also just feel like very unmoored or like confused about exactly what we're talking about because you just read like two one shots that seemed kind of fun, but then we're talking about like all the ways that it relates to the, the, the problems that the characters are going to have later and like the relationships yeah. they're going to have and stuff. You're going to be like, what, <laughs> what, what is going on here? Like <laughs> wait, they're in a relationship. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who is um, that person? Yeah. <laughs> Who are you talking about? As if they're a part of this group, they're not in. The- <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, um so yeah that that's like really the big caveat and like feel free to finish listening to this episode that that we're doing right now we're not going to spoil things in this episode but like starting with episode two with our first discussion episode um that's coming out in two weeks like you know full spoilers uh and and truly i think having conversations that are geared towards rereading nana like coming at it again after having already read it. Um, so it's not even just like spoilers. Like we're mostly just going to be talking about what happened, but then maybe we like, will occasionally drop this thing. Haven't like I, 
even that first volume, there's like key stuff that I'm going to be tying to, to things that happen later, that if you are reading through for the first time, you're not even really going to know what I'm talking about and have any reference points for that. So, yeah. Um, and I think that there's a way that that is um, going to limit potentially the, the audience for this, yeah. uh, for this season. But I think both of us now, with where we're at on Nana, I think this is just like what we want to do. Um, yeah. Like as, as you kind of said earlier, I think we both just want to take it like, uh, and really do, do justice to it the best we can, uh, as far as like grappling with the whole thing. Um, yeah. So, you know, that's, that's what we want to do. <laughs> that's what makes sense to us. So, uh, again, like all of our caveats, I think have been articulated. So, uh, yeah. if you haven't read it and you're like, yeah, whatever, you know, I'll, I don't mind the spoilers. Um, go for it. <laughs> uh, that's <laughs> yeah. up to you. Um, um, I, if you I have really read do... it, if you have read it, listen to all the episodes. Cause, um, yeah. Yeah. And I, I think if you've read it and you don't want to reread it, hopefully you'd still be able to listen and follow along and get stuff from it. Um, so I get like, especially if someone's like, Oh, I want to listen to this, this season and they just read through it on their own time and then start listening to it, uh, immediately after. I think that would That's probably perfect. be a totally fine and perfect way to do it. Um, but yeah, I am aware that like we're, we're making two big asks asks of our audience. Um, one, we are saying, hey, we do this anime podcast, but we're going to do manga instead, so you're going to have to read, <laughs> which is just, I know that there are just people who who don't like sitting down and reading a manga versus watching anime. Um, we are also saying, hey, you also need to have read all 21 volumes before you start listening to our discussions. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but like, I'll be totally happy if, uh, you know, we get like decent listen numbers at the very beginning. Uh, but then also if it's like a season that I go back to and just watch like the numbers continue to climb uh, because people are coming to it later. Um like, I know our Utena season did all right when it was airing, but uh, a lot of the listenership from that has, like, happened later. Um, and I, I suspect that, like, in its own way, Armblooded Orphans is going to be something like that, because I think there's mm -hmm. some people who are, like, in this orbit of our of our podcast or our network is Great Gundam Project, and they're just going to wait until Great Gundam Project gets to it, but then they might listen to ours, too. Um so like I won't won't be surprised if we if GGP gets to Iron Blooded Orphans and then I see our numbers like going up again. Mm, um, yeah. So we'll see. Um, yeah. I guess the only thing I'll say if you don't uh, you know like reading or you don't want to um, sit down and read a big long manga, uh, I totally get it. But um, Nana is is worth reading, even though it's long. Um, yeah. I think it's, uh, I'm not going to guarantee that, <laughs> that you'll like it. Uh, but I do think it's a work that may surprise you. Uh, and that has value for, uh, for, for people just, uh, for a wide range of people, I'll just yeah. say like, 
and by that I mean people who are in relationships with with other people. Uh, if the, <laughs> in any uh, capacity, if you fall into that category, I think uh, it would be worth your time to read this. Yeah. Um. One other, and I, I know I've I've mentioned this on other podcasts, but I'm I'm just going to put it in here as well. Um. So like. It's it's no secret if people listen to a number of my podcasts that this is like probably my favorite piece of media ever. Um, there are like some movies that are really good, but it's also just such a different thing because a manga is so like expansive in a way that a movie can't uh, can't be. Um, and so like a manga, like there's a way that I think about like movies as different from like manga and TV shows, which have just this like longer running, like more, like larger casts of characters and more stuff happening. Uh, you spend more time with those people. Um, and like still of everything, like Nana is the, the thing that, uh, I read it for the first time and I like deeply fell in love with it. And I, I've, you know, my mentioned before, my friend M is like, I, I'm kind of admire your ability to like love a, a work this much because I just don't have it in me. Um, but, uh, and the, the, I think there's lots of reasons. And as we like get into it, we'll, we'll probably get more into specifics. Uh, but I want to like put out just a little bit about, uh, some of the stuff here because maybe I'll also like orient people a little bit to what Nana is if they're not that familiar. Um, and, yeah, and that, I won't that would go into probably like, be a good thing to do yeah. <laughs> in the intro <laughs> I, episode. I, now that you should mention into, it. <laughs> yeah. And I won't go into like uh, extreme spoiler stuff with this, but like, um, you know, when, when I read the first volume, uh, you know, I, I guess it like it was last year or something. It feels like a, a, I was looking and I think it was like early 2022. Um, God, it feels like forever. Yeah. Nana has changed and, like, their lives that much. I, I had this affection for it because I had read bits and pieces in Shoujo Beat, uh, but not like, in, it was in this way where I didn't have the sense of the shape of the thing. I was just reading it and I was like, I kind of like the style. Uh, I like some of the stuff going on here, but I, I didn't have like that real connection to the characters because I was often kind of, um, there are ways in which I wasn't like fully keyed into what was happening more broadly in the story and wasn't able to like see the deeper layers because of that um but when i first read the first volume uh all the way through um last year uh in particular osaki nana is the one that i latched on to like i really like the the komatsu nana uh story as well but osaki nana really hit home for me for uh a number of reasons um one like when i was in high school i was a punk um and so having the story about like punks, but then it also being like uh far more focused in on like romance and uh that sort of drama aspect that was like a thing that I also felt a lot and that I had a lot of pull towards when I was younger. Um but there was also kind of, I mean, this is like a shoujo slash Jose crossover, which for people who don't know is like shoujo's like young girls, Jose's women. Um and so there, there was this, like, especially when I was younger, this, like, anxiety that I felt around liking, quote unquote, girls things because I was uh, closeted trans kid, um, closeted even to myself. 
And so a lot of it, like one just connected with like, there's a lot of things that like I see about my childhood self, like this punk side. Uh, there is this like feminine thing happening or this like uh, focus more on like relationship and drama that I'm drawn to. Uh, and so a lot of that stuff really connected for me. Um, and then as I continue to read uh, like, in addition to punk, uh, this, like, visual K stuff starts to enter, um, with, like, a rifle band, um, and, uh, Emily, my, my wife, who was my girlfriend back in high school, uh, she was really into visual K, so I also had this, like, additional, uh, attachment and, like, sort of sense there's a nostalgia that was like immediately attached to a lot of this stuff because I could sort of see my own like initial foibles with love happening. Um, and then also as I continued, uh, Osaki Nana remains like my favorite character, even though I think that the entire cast is fantastic. Um, but there are, there are in particular these ways that Osaki Nana as a character, um, is like colored by sort of the, the ways that she feels like black or um, the ways that she is orphaned that that manifest in ways that are also very similar to like issues that I've had. Uh, so I also like continue to deeply identify with her as a character. Um, and the other big piece of it, and and this is the one thing that I, I feel uh, safe proclaiming here, even though it's like maybe a, a spoiler but I think this is sort of part of the known discourse around Nana if you see it being talked about online. There are lots of people who who claim Nana as Yuri baiting, i.e. like um, it teases at these girls are in love, but it doesn't actually commit to it. It's not actually Yuri. Uh, there are a lot of like girls love or, or Yuri oriented accounts. Like there is one that I do follow because sometimes they just post cute art. But for like April Fools, they're posting Nana because haha, it's not girls love. Um, and my reading of it, and I think part of what we'll be talking about and digging into more is like, this is fundamentally the story of the love of two girls, like for other people, but also for each other. Um, and the complexities are, are of that and the, the complexities of like queerness manifesting when you're in sort of this, uh, heteronormative society, um, and all of the pressures that exist on that. A uh, friend of the show, Crystal, I think, once described Nana as girls love, but in a world where heterosexuality exists. <laughs> um, and, I, and I do think that that's kind of true. Like, it, it is far more grappling with those actual questions of what does love mean? What are sort of the gendered confines of love? And what are the ways that you break out of that? Like, what are the... Um, how do we define, like, the true important love in our life? Um, and does that necessarily fit, like, clear uh, social roles or, like, hierarchies that exist? And all of that is, like, a thing that it's really digging into. And so of all the... I've read some other girls' love, and, like, nothing has, has gotten into the actual question of love itself and how you... Uh, express it to other people and how you like develop those relationships, including like across, uh, you know, homo romantic or homosexual lines um, in the way that Nana does. And so I, I actually think it's like extremely special and incredible for the way that it's doing that. Um, where I think it's ridiculous that people say this isn't girls love because it's literally about two girls and their love. <laughs> yeah. So, um, 
in fact, that might be the, that might be uh, among <laughs> everything that it is about. That might be the thing that it is most about. Yeah. Um, but the only thing I, w- I would add to that is one of the real strengths of Nana to me is the way that it, it meditates very broadly on love uh, and all the different ways uh, that love can move or be constituted or um, act um, like along a lot of different lines. Uh, so it has a very broad perspective, but at the same time, uh, it also has very specific and intimate uh, and like naturalistic um, examinations of love between two specific people in a certain moment. And then all of the factors we come to learn so much about the characters um, and their like relationships with one another uh, that as the story goes on, uh, you get extraordinarily deep um, portrayals of a a love uh, between two people in this context of like everything that you were describing Neve um but also just all of the complexities of human life um and how those shape how love can be you know formed maintained lost articulated what have you uh between two people um so I, I think that's something that we'll see um, as we go along and we talk more about all of the different la- relationships between these characters and then how they uh, evolve over time. Um, but that like very broad perspective, uh, the way that it can kind of like um, zoom out and take a lot in and think about a lot of different types of love uh, while also getting really, really, uh, again, like intimate and poignant uh, and deeply felt um, portrayals of specific people too um, is really, uh, it's a very, uh, it's a pretty amazing quality of the, of the manga. Yeah. Um, I think that's about it for, for things to say though. <laughs> uh, I don't know um, if you want to talk about like the production history how it's incomplete um i don't know yeah, how, I, how <clears throat> much of an intro we want to do to not to not it yeah. itself um i mean i guess like some of this stuff people can can obviously look up on uh like wikipedia or whatever uh but like you know general uh information so it was uh published in a shoujo manga called cookie um illustrated by yazawa i and uh it started in 2000 um and then uh ran until 2009 when uh Yazawa I had some sort of uh health issue um there there's some parts when we get towards the very end of the the volumes where she talks in sort of the little part at the end a little bit about um you know what's happening uh like going to the doctor and things um but uh in 2009 she was admitted to a hospital um 
and in uh, 2010, uh, she was released, but remains um, due to whatever medical con- medical condition. She hasn't like uh, spoken very openly from from what I'm aware about exactly what it is. But um, since then, uh, it's been very difficult for her to sit down at a, a drawing table and draw. Uh, so there's like been a, a two page uh, Junko's room, which are like sort of bonus page stuff that we'll get to um, that she she did draw and was published uh, in, I think, Cookie. Um, and then she did some art uh, recently for an exhibition of a lot of her work. Um, and so the, the manga sort of remains incomplete, uh, technically it is still on hiatus. Uh, she does frequently talk in interviews about how this is her life's work. She, she does want to complete it. Um, but it's also unclear if she ever will be able to, and sort of what the fate will be like if she dies, is there any sort of plan to, in the way that, uh, sort of happened with Berserk and Miera to, uh, finish it out with like maybe some some things that she was able to compile about or uh you know develop about her ideas about how to conclude it using like people who collaborated with her because because most manga even though they'll have one name on the cover um have a number of people who contribute and help with some of the art and and things like that uh sort of assistance is, is just a regular part of the the manga world um, so like maybe she would have some assistants who would come in and would, would be able to finish it up, be familiar enough with their style to do it. Who knows? Um, you know, if there is a time where there's new chapters, then I guess we'll, we'll do it when we get there. Um, I think on this podcast, we, we might, when we do the question bucket, we can talk a little bit about the, uh, couple chapters that have not been serialized or have not been, um, collected into a tankaban like into a, a volume of the manga um those are all fan translations so i don't really want to do it as like a proper episode um because i've read them and i think they're still interesting but they're there's a way that fan translations often feel very limited and uh over literal in their translations things like that uh where i, I would rather properly do it if there's ever like a a proper you know english volume released or something like that um but yeah that's sort of where it's at um the production history so yeah so we'll we'll come upon that eventually (laughs) uh and And we will talk about how how volume 21 functions as an ending Um, yeah even if it is sort of a an incomplete or hanging ending um also i i did put in here as i always do the schedule uh for for what we're going to do when but this is going to be the our longest season yet and this is just like an absolute jumble of chapters and volumes (laughs) um so highly encourage people to go to exportodio slash diving schedule uh, to see it there, or it should be in the episode description as well. Um, at the end of every episode, we will talk about what episodes we're reading next, but also, especially since we're saying like, Hey, read it all and then come back to us. Um, I feel less pressed to be like, Hey, here's the pace to, to go through. Like we're going to cover the, the discussion will be 14 episodes. And then there's like this intro and the question bucket will make 16. 
Um, and I would say on average, uh, we're going to start with volume one in and of itself. Uh, those are two like one shot standalone things that she did. Um, and then I got picked up to be serialized. Uh, and the, the beginning of sort of the serialized story starts with volume two. So when we go to, uh, like after our first discussion episode, which is just one volume, we're roughly going to be doing a volume and a half, uh, or about six chapters. There's a few places where I played with the chapter numbers because we get some bonus chapters in there. There's some parts where I thought, "Mm, I would rather us not get to this chapter until next time or whatever, or let's fold this one in. So I, I looked through my volumes and tried to play with like, what's the exact chapter number per, uh, per episode. Um, and then when we get to volumes 20 and 21, we're going to read, uh, all of those at once. Um, so we're going to, we're going to do both of those back to back. Um, I think by then the, the pacing of the, uh, manga has sped up, like, especially early on. I think Nana is like very dense. Like each page just has a lot happening on it. Um, and as it goes on, there's a little bit more like uh, quiet panels of just showing you things in the room or whatever uh, becomes more of a part of her style. And so the pacing gets faster. Um, and then also, I think like what happens in 20 and 21, like we should we, we should just talk about it all together. So, yeah, agreed. Um, so that's the, the general pacing. But again, if you want like to if you want to see the specific schedule, you can check it out. But you know, we'll get to it when we get to it. We'll be doing this for almost like what nine months. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're we're in it for the long haul. Well, wait. So September, October, November, December, January, February, March. So that's like seven, right? Yeah, about seven months. Yeah. Yeah. By the time we're done, I'm going to be married. Yeah. I I love the thought of getting married while we're doing (laughs) the, while we're doing our Nana read through podcast. Yeah. We'll have to figure out uh, what chapters it is when we, (laughs) when that's close. It's close to the end. Okay. Uh, But yeah. Yeah. Um, Well, with that, um, do you want to wrap things up and just, um, yeah, go ahead and get started. Uh, so for next episode, uh, all right, I said this volume, volume one of the Tonkaban, uh, the two one shots, which are, uh, Komatsu Nana and, um, Osaki Nana or Nana K Nana O. Um, if you want to send us emails, please send them to ghostdiverspod at gmail.com. Um, you can start sending them in now. Some, if they're like more specific to things we might talk about when we get to it, like, you know, in a specific discussion episode. Um, otherwise we'll save it for the question bucket at the end. Um, please go support the network. If you go to export odd.io, that'll take you to the Patreon. You can find links to a bunch of the podcasts there. Uh, even if you don't want to give us money, but please consider giving us money. Um, you know, it, it goes to support like us continuing to do this, um, goes to support the Blakes who are the main ones who run the network. Uh, and you know, just podcasts take work. It's it. Give us money. <laughs> give us money. <laughs> um, you can also go listen to us 
not be serious most of the time and just joke around, I'm pondering Puton. So you go to exportaudio slash Puton. Um, that'll get you there. And if you give uh, us money, then yeah. you get it even earlier. Yeah, if you give us money, you get it a, a week early. You get it, like, basically the night we record it. So, you know, think about that. Yeah, it's like eating bread just, like, right out of the oven. Yeah. It's perfect. Uh, you're you're telling me you want to just listen to the free day-old bread? Ugh, it's horrible. Just stale putons? You want, you want bread fresh out of the oven, you cut a slab, and then you just, like, spread some butter. The bread is still warm, so the butter, like, melts right onto it. Yeah. That's... That's pondering. That's your five dollars melting onto pondering puton. Yeah, I mean you can just do a dollar and and get the, or, the pondering yeah. puton, but you should sure. do five dollars. Um, five dollars. We is have a, an ex- is a much richer type of butter. Yeah, it is it's <laughs> tastier. Oh yeah, one dollar. You're just getting like I can't believe it's not butter. That's what you're putting on it. Five dollars. You're getting like um, carry gold. You know. Yeah, you're getting like hand thrown butter yeah. from a wheel in France. Oh, yeah. Yeah. With, like, some fr- some flaky salt on top. Oh, yeah. For sure. Yeah. Um, We didn't explain what Pondering Pluton is. Uh, it's another manga podcast because right now all I'm doing are manga podcasts, basically. Um, we're reading through Cromarty High School at the same rate it was published in the weekly magazine. So, uh, you'd be forgiven for not knowing. That's the premise of it, but that's what we're doing. <laughs> Um, my other, uh, manga podcast, which is normally a movie podcast, but struck work, um, is Ornate Stairwells, currently renamed the Non-Homophobia Zone after a a weird long-running joke from Ornate Stairwells. Uh, if you go to exportodd.io slash Ornate Stairwells, it will get you to the Non-Homophobia Zone, where, um, at the time that we're we're recording this and, and that you are listening to this, if it's, you know, hitting your feed, uh, we're doing a Jose manga called Ikokuniki. Um, that has been enjoyable, but hasn't quite, I mean, I'm not expecting it to be Nana, but, uh, I, I do want it to get a little bit deeper into the weeds of what it's talking about. Um, and I, and I think I have faith that we'll get there. I have faith that we'll get there. I'll say that. Um, my other podcast you can listen to, uh, is around the long fire. That one is not on export audio. It's on abnormal mapping. So if you go to abnormalmapping.com slash long fire, uh, you will listen to me and aforementioned friend M who are reading through, uh, you know, both of us, we are reading through Icelandic sagas. Um, we decided to do Hamskringla, which is the history of the kings of Norway. And we are fucking sick of these Norwegian kings. So once we get done with St. Olaf, uh, we are fucking out of this book and we're moving on. Uh, but unfortunately, the Norwegians really love St. Olaf. So it's literally a third of like a, a giant. Let me, how many pages is this fucking book? It's sitting right here. Uh, it's like 900 pages. Oh. <laughs> nice. <laughs> So, uh, we have three week when we're recording this, um, I guess when people are listening to this, it's still true because it's an off week. Uh, we have three weeks left of St. Olaf saga and I am ready for that man to die. <laughs> uh, that's how they all end. The man dies. <laughs> um, so the thing about histories, <laughs> that's a, I thought um, we were doing a spoiler free podcast here. You're telling me that this guy from thousands of years ago died. Yeah. 
go follow the podcast at Ghost Divers Pod on Twitter or just at go, uh, Ghost Divers on co-host. You can follow me at Fox Omnia on Twitter, co-host, Blue Sky, uh, Annie List, um, Letterboxd, although I'm not really using Letterboxd right now. Uh, all of those things. Where can people find you, Connor? Y'all can find me at, Re- at Revelé on Twitter and co-host. That's R-A-B-B-L-E-A-I-S. Thank you. Um, At a certain point, I just gave up spelling it. Yeah. Uh, I should go back to that. Uh, That's it. I can't believe we still don't have a sign-up for this. Bye. Bye.
now recording. Now recording. That time dot is open. Opening now. Okay. We will do uh nine uh nine forty six. No, never mind. Hold on. I fucked it up. <laughs> you don't, you do... don't have to say the hour. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just say the second. Uh Okay, we're gonna we're gonna wait. We're gonna do uh twenty seven. Okay. I wanted to do seven, but mm-hmm. you know. All right. Okay, I'm good with that. We are we just gonna do it on sevens the the entire this entire season? I would I would like that. Okay. I would like to do it, uh, like on a zero seven, but I missed it that time, so it's not. We, do, yeah. we don't really have a a streak that we can maintain it, so. I think we just compromise and do it as long as the last digit is seven. Yeah. We'll just pretend the other numbers don't exist. Um, oh, imagine if like we were going to clap right now at 707, like 4707. Mm, that would be nice. Yeah. yeah. There's um, got to be two. Do you want to do like two sevens in the, we could be waiting a while. Yeah, we don't we don't have to do that. <laughs> we, yeah, I I think just the the second it says seven is the thing to do. Mm-hmm. But if if we have a moment where it's like possible to do it pretty quickly, maybe we go for it. Yeah, if we pull it up and and we see yeah. that we can get it on the. It's a, it's an auspicious sign uh, on a yeah on a more pure seven. Yeah. Okay. Um, do you want to skip drink? Well, no, that's not how we do this. We don't s- skip drink check for the intro episode and then do our drink check on the first discussion. Yeah, we'll 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 do one drink check and then I just decide. I'll decide which one it goes in, but it's probably going to go in the intro episode. Okay. Um. Do, do you want to start or? Yeah, I'll start. Um. So I have water. Uh, water needs no introduction. Uh, I had some more of that oolong tea that I was drinking uh, during psychopaths because I'm still just I'm really into it. Yeah. Um, I completely shattered my uh, teapot earlier Ooh. today trying to make it. Basically... Now, this is maybe like a tangent that's kind of going outside the scope of drink check. But yeah, uh, we have a small dog. Uh, she's a chihuahua. And we have very steep stairs. So, like, there have been a couple of times where when she's trying to go up the stairs, she'll, like, uh, she won't be able to make it, you know? Yeah. Um, Cause she needs to like start with a rhythm and maintain that rhythm. And if she gets hung up, then it's really hard for her to like reset. And, uh, the worst thing that can happen is she just like completely falls over backwards and then falls down the stairs. 
which we try very, very hard uh, to, not, to make sure that does not happen because for obvious reasons, she's a small dog and she could get hurt. Um, so anyway, part of us trying to, uh, well, and then sometimes she'll like freeze and she'll whip, turn herself around and then she'll just like charge down the stairs. Uh, and that's like, she, she's pretty good at doing that. Most of the time she doesn't fall straight back. Uh, but I was trying to make tea earlier and whenever I'm downstairs and the dog is like going to go upstairs, I always just stop what I'm doing and go watch her go up the stairs to make sure that she actually like makes it up. And then, yeah. cause if she doesn't, then I'll, I'll catch her. Um, so sure enough, I was like, she started going up the stairs and I'm like, okay, I'm going to, I should go watch her. So I did. And she like, it, it was a bad, it was a bad rep. Uh, <laughs> so she like gets hung up midway through and then she starts to like teeter backwards. Like she's actually going to fall straight back. Um, but I hadn't put the teapot down because I was just like, I was literally about, I had like the, the tea leaves in the chamber, chamber in there, water heated up. I was literally about to like make the tea. Uh, so I had it in my hand and I hadn't like stopped to put it down. So, uh, I'm like (laughs) reaching up and I'm just reacting at this point. So I reach out with the teapot and I like kind of catch her with the teapot. I slowed her down enough to where she could like turn around and run down the stairs and she was fine. But like colliding (laughs) what ended up, I mean, what I really did was I kind of like collided the teapot into her because I was just trying to like slow her down and pin her against the stairs so she could like gather herself. Uh, But she actually like, cause she was kind of had momentum down. So she knocked the teapot out of my hand and it's a glass. Uh, It wasn't like a super nice, um, uh, Gong Fu Cha or whatever. Uh, is that, I think that's the, the teapot, right? Gong Fu Cha. Um, yeah, maybe. Um, okay, whatever. You know, like, it's not a nice teapot. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. and it just like hurtled down the stairs and just shattered, um, into a, you know, it was a mess. So, uh, what I ended up doing is I took my big mug, which we all, we know about. And I just took the, and he had new tea leaves cause it was all spilled out when it fell. Um, so I used the chamber for my big teapot and I just like propped it, uh, with a knife. I put a knife through the little arm that like holds it up and then rested on top of the, uh, the mug and then poured the water over it. So it, pretty, um, it, it was improvised tea, but it was still good. And anyway, I finished it already. <laughs> I finished it before the before we started recording. Yeah, uh, but it was it was there. Uh, and then, uh, I we went to the grocery store earlier, and I got. I can't figure out if this is okay. Yeah, yeah. So I was looking for a thematic beer and one thing i've noticed is that it seems like breweries are not 
I'm judging a brewery's level of excitement about the beer based on like how excited it seemed like they were when they named it. Uh, and following that train of thought, I'm like noticing that the types of beers I like to drink, which are like Pilsners and Lagers, uh, clearly are very boring to uh, the breweries that like they they're not like it's not that fun to make these apparently because they don't give them creative names. Um, so I had to settle for a thematic name that was not the name of the beer, but the name of the brewing company. And it's uh, Fretboard Brewing. Because, uh, you know, frets. Yeah. Yeah. Guitars. Music. Uh, we're doing Nana. Um, and it's called a Vlad Pilsner. So that's that's the final component of my drink check. Okay. Um, it's good. It's very Freddy. Does it taste like guitar strings? Yeah, it does. It tastes a little metallic. Yeah. Um, I I find that uh, pleasant in a beer sometimes. Me too. Yeah, especially like a a lager. Like a, yeah. Yeah, it's good, and it's got a nice aftertaste. It's got like a. I don't know how to how to describe it yet. I'll have to drink more and and perceive it again. <laughs> And then I'll be I'll be able to give you a better description. But the aftertaste is nice. It's got a good mouthfeel as well. Um for me, I obviously have water as well. Um and then I I we'll we'll see if other stuff comes up as we go through. But in particular, um like beer will show up in the manga. Uh and often it is like even if it's not fully branded, it's like clearly meant to be uh, specific brands of beer. So I've been uh, noting what the beers are um, when I was reading through. And so in this volume, the, uh, which we're going to discuss for the, the discussion episode, um, some Asahi shows up. Um, I think also Sapporo shows up there. Um, and then there's a part on the beach where Kyosuke, uh, puts down, uh, Kirin Ichiban. Um. The big three. Yeah. <laughs> um, and. The big three Japanese beers you can get in, <laughs> in the United States. Yeah. So it, it's likely that I'm going to, like, have ones that, like, it's going to be some of the, the main ones will just recur because there's some of the main, main ones that show up. There's one, um, I don't remember the name of it right now, that I know shows up later on that uh, so far I haven't found in the U.S., but I might try to hunt down, like, before we get to those chapters. Um, but uh, I decided for this one, uh, since we're doing two episodes, while we are doing the intro episode, um, I'm starting on an Asahi. Uh, I think about Asahi a lot as, like, one of the big... Um, like this is like a Nana beer because of the fact that it's, uh, what they have on the train, I think when they first meet. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also have Kieran Ichiban in here, which is what I'm going to go to next just cause it shows up in volume one. Um, and I don't think it shows up too often in, in Nana. So I'm, I'm taking my chance to drink a Kieran while I can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I support that. Yeah. 
but we'll see if other um you know there might be some like later on when we get to like the the uh what like shin and uh reira's birthday i think um oh, or like christmas yeah. or stuff where there might be like a champagne or a wine or something that i could one like, of bring us is in. gonna do a shin drink check or you yeah. just cut an origin half and squeeze it into some turbo chico yeah, yeah, but I'm gonna try and pay attention to like drinks that happen in the the volume, and then see if I can like do something beyond just. I'll probably have like a beer most times, just because I know it recurs a bunch. But I'll mm. also see what else is in there. Um, and uh, at a certain point, when the the strawberry glasses appear, I'll probably be pouring the beer into the strawberry glass that I have mm. while I'm doing it, but it oh, has yeah. not shown up yet. So I just have, I'm drinking straight out of the cans. The like strawberry glass right is coming out for drink check is going to be, yeah, it's going to be a key moment in podcast history. Also when I have to put the strawberry glasses back and not have them out, but then when they get to come out again. Mm, yeah. <laughs> so you're you're going to be sweating, you know, moving uh, the strawberry glasses to yeah. and from places. <laughs> Having them out. Yeah. It's very nerve wracking. Yeah. Um, I do love those glasses. They're anyway. Uh, I think that's it for drink check. <laughs> yeah. I think, uh, before we get too far into things that could be like big spoilers, since <laughs> I think I'm yeah. putting this in the intro episode, if we keep going, this is going to have to go in, uh, the, the second episode, but <laughs> yeah. the first episode's the one, like the intro episode, that's the one. Uh, no spoilers. Yeah, I think so. we can restrain ourselves. Yeah, th- that far. I think it'll be short. Um, do you want to get into that episode? Yeah, let's go to start talking about how it's going to be a short episode. Okay. Um, I I believe I believe in us for this one. Okay. Yeah, I I believe in us generally. So <laughs> I, I have to. I'm going to agree with I, you there. Yeah, well, I'll I'll start it. I'll start it. Okay. Okay. Let's start it. Let's do it. 